Hello, I'm Gary Burgess and welcome to episode 9 of The ME Show. Together with support from the ME Association, I hope this series will help raise awareness of ME and the work that's been done to find a treatment or cure. Last week on the podcast, I spoke to Greg Crowhurst, a full-time carer for his wife Linda, who has severe ME. Judging by all the messages you've sent and posted, you, like me, were moved by Greg's account of their life together and hopefully inspired by his strength and determination and his clear unflinching love for Linda. Greg also got back in touch with me to thank me for the podcast. Very kind of you, Greg. And also to let me know that his book full of advice for other carers is now out. I've included a link in the show notes of this episode. Today, we look at how to connect with other people who have ME. It hadn't really occurred to me at the time, but looking back to when I was diagnosed with ME and the many months beforehand, I was lost in the wilderness, feeling like I was the only one with this illness. Indeed, until then, I didn't actually have a clue what ME was. Well, what a difference a year and a half makes. I received an email a few weeks ago asking if I could feature a friendship group on the podcast. It was set up by Chantelle Parry in her home county of Gloucestershire in England. She has ME and decided to find others in her area in the same situation. Since then, the group's grown and now meets for occasional coffee mornings as well. Well, Chantelle was joined by one of the group's members, Rachel, when we spoke for a chat that I hope may inspire you to link up with others wherever you live. Chantelle and Rachel, welcome to the ME Show. How are you both today? We're we're okay. (laughs) Chantelle, the the reason I'm speaking to you both today is because somebody got in touch to tell me uh, about a friendship group that that you run. I I guess take us back to the start and the origins of it. Um, What is it? Where is it? and, and, And what does it do? Um, so it was set up after I watched the unrest screening um, back in December. Um, I just kind of watched it and wanted to reach out to people, you know, in in, in the same places where I was. Um, set up the group on Facebook, um, and it's just grown since then. So we've got the, the as I said, the Facebook group, um, which is across Gloucestershire, and then we've started some coffee mornings. We've had four coffee mornings so far, um, and we're now starting to kind of use different areas to enable different people to be able to come. That is absolutely brilliant. I, I guess one of the very frustrating things about ME is is the initial, certainly, sense of isolation. Uh, and then trying to summon the energy to get together with other people can be just too much or overwhelming. But actually starting that online, I guess, is a is a very smart way to do that. Even to just for people to talk online is, you know, so isolating having the illness for people just to talk to other people, you know, online. And then if they can make the coffee morning, you know, it's brilliant. And we've had, you know, that people come to different coffee mornings if they're not well enough to attend, you know, on that day. And, and Chantelle, just just to explain for, for people who don't know, what, what what's your story? I, I You're somebody who has ME yourself. I have. Yeah, I've had it. um two and a half years but I've only been diagnosed for kind of eight months um it started with glandular fever um, and I kind of just never recovered and then it developed into ME from seeing the the unrest documentary which I I found a, a, a very powerful sometimes upsetting but sometimes actually quite empowering watch to think I I'm not alone in this world I'm I'm not going mad with these symptoms what made you feel that you wanted to go the extra mile and create that community 
I just kind of felt for myself I wanted you know to meet other people and then you know when I set up the group I found there was so many other people with this condition um, and I just wanted to bring everybody together and give you know everybody a chance to meet somebody else to have someone else to talk to. And Rachel is 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 that where you come into this story? Yes I mean I've actually had um, ME for a lot longer than Chantelle. I've been ill for 11 and a half years now and um, I went along to the unrest screening I think secretly hoping that it would be a chance to you know meet other people in the area who had ME because you know that they're out there you know the statistics but actually because you can't tell by looking and because a lot of people with ME aren't out and about and socialising it is really difficult to make contact with people so I came away a little bit disappointed because after the screening you know we kind of all went off in our different directions and and didn't connect up and then I found online that you know people were starting to connect and I found a few people online and then came across this friendship group that Chantal had set up and thought brilliant you know this is what we need um so you know I was in there from, from the beginning for one of you know came to the first coffee morning um and it was just wonderful to I think it was about 15 of us for the first meeting to just meet up with a bunch of other people who were going through exactly the same thing um, and connect with them because as Chantal says it can be a really isolating condition um, and, and meeting with people who understand you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to worry about the fact that you're going to stumble over your words and forget people's names and you might not be feeling great it was just really nice to be able to share experiences and, and connect with other people. It's fascinating hearing you say that, Rachel, actually. You know, I, I, I meet up with friends when I can for a cup of coffee. Indeed, after this interview today, I'm I'm meeting up with a friend for a cup of coffee. But but sometimes it feels like I'm having to put on a bit of a performance just to try and, I don't know, follow the conversation, look, look as interested as I want to look. I, I guess going to a coffee morning like this means you don't need your game face. You really are allowed to just be you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can turn up however you are on the day and if you if you can't make great conversation that's fine no nobody's going to mind um you know if you haven't washed your hair that's not going to be a problem um I mean the interesting thing though of course is you you get us all together and, and looking around the room you wouldn't have any idea really that we were a bunch of ill people because we're just a bunch of people who happen to be living with ME um there might be a few more walking sticks and wheelchairs but most of us as 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 most people know with me look okay so yeah it's, it is really nice to to not have to worry if you're going to flag part way through through conversations or, or or have to ask you know meeting after meeting what someone's name is because we all know that we can't remember and um, those sort of you know you don't have to keep up the appearance of being normal the opposite of keeping up appearances Chantelle, when you started this did you have any great expectation of what it had become or or were you were you just happy to just connect people and, and just leave it in the lap of the gods what what were you expecting would happen yeah, at the time, I, I, I really wasn't sure. I just thought it would be great to, you know, bring a few people together. Um, kind of never expected it to develop this much. Um, like, for example, the last coffee morning, we had 20 people there, um, which is quite a lot of people when you, you know, just sat around a few tables. Um, and for everybody just to talk to each other is, is amazing. Um, we then, you know, we did the Millions Missing Gloucester event um, a little while ago. Um, that was a great success. Um, and that, you know, that was, we, we kind of all worked together to make sure that event was a success. 
it's it's absolutely fascinating. I, th- I think what Rachel was saying about the fact that there's almost this invisible undercover brigade of people that you don't know exist, but you're you're bringing them together. What what happens when a group of this sounds like the start of a joke? You know, a group of ME people walk into a coffee shop. What what happens? Is the conversation about ME and about symptoms, or is it the opposite? Is it a chance to not think about ME and talk about life? What, what what's the conversation like? It's both really. So we're all there. We, you know, we ask tips, we give advice and we ask about different treatments um, and just talk about our symptoms to see, you know, if, if anybody else is suffering and if anybody can help in any way. But then at the same time, we, you know, we're talking about what we've been doing and you know, our family, our children um, and just, you know, normal life. And is this, Rachel, how you and Chantelle got to know each other? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't met Chantelle um, until... Obviously, she set up the Facebook group, which I joined, and 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 we started going along to the coffee mornings. Um, yeah, that's that, that's how we met, and and I've, I've met lots of other people both online um, through through the the group and um, and at the coffee mornings. And you know, different people are coming to the group for different reasons and with different interests. And for some, I think it has a lot to do with with company and enjoying the company of other people who understand. Um, for others, it you know if they're newly diagnosed they're seeking um information from people that have had it for for a lot longer and 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 finding out what's worked for them what hasn't worked for them so um other people are a lot more interested in sort of campaigning and political campaigning and actually trying to get some policy changes around me and get the politicians interested in increasing awareness and increasing funding for biomedical research so we've got different people sort of getting together and, and focusing on what interests them um, and what's important to them. And it's, it's, it's wonderful actually to see the group evolving naturally. Um, it's not as though there's formal planning going into this. It's, um, it's something that, you know, from just setting up essentially a Facebook group um, is naturally evolving into being a much more powerful, um, powerful thing. I absolutely love that. I, I think going in with an agenda and a plan, you're right, you're on a hiding to nothing, but just seeing this evolve. Ra- Rachel, what have you got out of going to the, you know, not just joining the group, but actually going physically to these coffee mornings? What, what, what have you taken from it? Perhaps what even have you learned about yourself? The simple answer is, I mean, first and foremost, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying meeting people. Um, I'm finding it really useful to compare experiences and get advice um, I'm finding it really interesting to see, you know, to see what other people have gone through. I'm finding it helpful because I have in the past been in contact with my MP, but where I'm not well, it's actually been very difficult to follow that up um, and and to have the sort of capacity to, to, to speak to him about what, what needs to be done and what help we need. Whereas now I'm really pleased to be able to join together with some other people living with ME in, in the same constituency and have you know, managed to go and, and meet him and he's um, helped support the uh, bid for um, a debate in Parliament and he's you know, been really helpful. Um, he's asked a parliamentary question on our, our behalf about um, research funding into ME and I think that wouldn't have been as easy to do if we weren't actually working together as a team with 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 and and those contacts we've managed to make through this group so I mean for me as you can tell that the actual actual changing the way things are for people with ME in this country is really important and you know the contacts I'm making through the group are enabling me to 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 have a better chance of of having some impact there. 
Chantel, listening to that, you must be glowing. You must be on cloud nine, realising that germ of an idea may well actually be changing policy one day, we hope. Yeah, of course. It's, you know, it's it's really good. Um, but, you know, we all work as a, as a big team now. Rachel's been a massive support in the group. Um, you know, when, uh, this week I haven't been that well, so I've asked her to come along and help this morning with the interview. So little things like that I probably wouldn't have been able to do on my own. But, you know, by being in this group, I've, you know, I've made friends that, that as, as Rachel said, can help each other out. And how are you managing? Because it, it occurs to me, as when I started this series of podcasts, I, I tend to think I can run at things at 100 miles an hour and then I have another crash and then go into boom and bust and realise I'm an idiot who will never learn. <laughs> you know, you come out of unrest, like start a Facebook group, start a coffee morning, bring people together. That must have a physical impact on you. Yeah, massively. Um, you know, at the beginning, I didn't, I wasn't very good at pacing. Um, I wasn't very good at managing, you know, kind of my time. Um, but it's just things I've had to learn. So for today, I've had to make sure that I rested all day yesterday to be able to do this this morning with you. Um, but it's it's kind of worth that little bit of a rest to make sure I can make the coffee morning, you know, just to spend time with these people. I look forward to going to the coffee mornings. Um so it's just, you know, it's managing my time to make sure I can I can be there. That's really lovely. How, how often are you doing these coffee mornings now then? Um, they're about once a month or kind of kind of four to six weeks, every four to six weeks. Um, now we've got so many people, we've got over 100 people in the group now. Um, so kind of from going on, going forward, we're looking at doing them in a couple of different locations. Um, it's kind of one in Gloucester, one in Cheltenham to make sure that different people, you know, can make it in at different times of the day. Because some people can only do weekdays and so far they've all been on weekends. Um, so we're looking just to mix it up a little bit. That is really, really nice. If somebody is listening to this somewhere else, I was going to say in the British Isles, but frankly, it could be anywhere in the world, can't it, in terms of what you're doing. Do you have any particular advice on on how to create that that local community online and then through the coffee mornings? Are, are there tips you could share with other people, both of you? Um, well, I just kind of simply set up the, the group, um, reached out to, to other people, you know, within other groups who I already knew had people locally asking if they could share share our group to people within Gloucestershire. Um, and it's just getting that simple Facebook page out there and hoping that other people are looking, you know, as I was to, to connect with other people in the community. And, and Rachel, likewise, from your point of view, now now you're involved in this, whether you want it or not, you are involved. Uh, is, is there any advice you could share with other people listening to this who are inspired to, to follow suit? The most important thing is that if you are feeling isolated, if you are looking in your local area and finding the support that you want isn't there, then even if you are quite limited yourself, don't be frightened to start something up. I mean, even if you can't get out to, you know, you think you wouldn't be able to get out and run a coffee morning, you can still set up a, a, a social media group and connect with other people and see what comes of that. I mean, I I can only get out on the weekend because I need someone to actually take me. So that's when my husband's not working and he can take me out to a group. So I've managed to, co- to connect that way. Some of the charities like um, Action for ME and the ME Association in the UK will publicise local support groups. They've got um, pages on their websites where they can list local support groups. So if you are setting something up, if you share your information through them, then they can they can ensure that other people in the area can find it. But I think the bottom line is you don't need to think that you're setting up something complex. It can start from very simple beginnings and evolve as other people come on board. You don't need to do it all yourself. This may sound like a really stupid question, Chantel, but I, I've made a career of asking stupid questions. 
what what is a coffee morning when you first meet? Is it a group of you arriving in someone else's cafe and having a cup of coffee? Or is this hiring a room and doing the coffees and so on and so forth? How did it work for you? At the moment, we have been going to um, our local pub and using the bar area, um, which they've allowed us to do. Um, so it's just meeting there. You know, I always make sure I'm first, so any new people kind of look out for me. Um, and then, yeah, we just all sit around, order coffee, um, sometimes breakfast, and we just, you know, sit, relax and, and talk to each other. And I think that's an important message, isn't it? It's not about having to do a thousand and one logistical things. You can just arrive in someone else's premises with, with a bit of notice for them and, and make these things happen. That's it. It's, you know, it's pretty simple. And, you know, as well, people walking into kind of a public place, they don't seem to feel as nervous than if I kind of invite everybody to my house. You know, they may feel a little bit more nervous going to somebody else's house. Um, So it's just to make things, you know, as easy for other people to be able to come. Chantal, where do you see this going? You know, this this was the unrest. Then it was the Facebook. Now it's the coffee morning. Is it world domination next? Genuinely within your community, how, how do you see this developing in the coming weeks and months? We're just hoping, to, you know, for it to grow as it already is, um, as I said, to, to set up some coffee mornings in different areas so we can make sure that everybody, you know, if they can attend, they can come along. Um, and that's, you know, we just we don't have any big expectations. We're all not very well people. So if we can just keep meeting each other, keep talking online. And I think at the moment we're happy. Um, we're obviously looking to do Millions Missing again next year. Um, so that will, you know, we'll start the planning early next year for that one. That sounds absolutely wonderful. And and Rachel, I'm I'm guessing as somebody who's found this, you're you're just grateful Chantelle had the the nous to, to to begin this in the first place. Yes, I'm I'm really pleased that she did. Um I think it's it's been great for me. Um and I know that other people that are members of the group are also getting an awful lot out of it. And if that is something that can, you know, spread so everybody in Gloucestershire who wants to access the group knows it's there and can do so. And if if it inspires other people in other areas to do a similar thing, then, you know, that means there'll be more people out there who are no longer feeling isolated and no longer feeling on their own. And that would be brilliant. I think the more we create these networks, whether they're virtual or physical, is just wonderful. I, you know, the start of, of, of my experience of this, I, I thought I was the only person on the planet. And, and now here I am talking to people all around the world and it's it's just wonderful. But actually, you've left me wondering, I bet there are people on my doorstep who I don't realise are in a similar boat to me. So perhaps I need to pull my finger out and and do something similar as well. Chantal, if somebody is listening to this podcast in the Gloucestershire area uh, and wants to find you on Facebook or find out more about your coffee mornings, what do they search for? Just need to search for MECFS Friendship Group in Gloucestershire and we should come up. That's as simple as that. I like the Ron Seal approach. It does what it says on the tin. And and likewise, if there are people anywhere else listening to this podcast, would it be okay for them to look you up and just have a look at what you do? Is that is that possible? Yeah, of course. Look us up. Um, if they want to send me a message, um, you know, I'm more than happy to kind of offer any advice of how we got the group set up in the first place. That is really good of you. Listen, Rachel and Chantel, I appreciate your time today. Uh, I know for everybody I speak to, it takes a, a lot of time, effort and energy. And, and I hope it means a lot to everybody listening. Uh, and please keep us up to date with any developments as you continue to conquer the world. We will do. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks again, Chantelle and Rachel. And a reminder, you'll find their Facebook group by searching for MECFS Friendship Group in Gloucestershire. I'll put that link as well as a link to Greg's book about carers in the show notes that come with this podcast. And you'll find those at meassociation.org.uk slash podcast. That's meassociation.org.uk slash podcast. That's also the best link to share with anybody you 
you may think may be interested in this series. You'll also find us on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast platforms by searching The Emmy Show. You'll also find me on Twitter at Gary Burgess CI and please use the hashtag The Emmy Show if you tweet me so I make sure I spot your post. Next time, in the final episode in this series, we'll review the recent parliamentary debate about ME, during which MP Carol Monaghan wasn't holding back. Interestingly, Professor Sharp, who I've already mentioned, one of the authors of the PACE trial, has emailed me this week. He has told me that my behaviour is unbecoming of an MP. So I say to Professor Sharp that if listening to my constituents, investigating their concerns and taking action as a result is unbecoming, then I stand guilty. Because if members of Parliament are not willing to stand up for the most vulnerable in society, what hope do any of us have? Some brilliant stuff from her and some fascinating debate from across the political spectrum rounded up for you next time right here. Until then, I'm Gary Burgess. This is The ME Show and thank you for listening.